0: Not gonna beat around the bush here. Let's get into the music as quick as we can. This is the Blarney Pilgrims. And you're in for a treat. You're league. very welcome. Uh, we managed to record a set with Austral, a uh, young band of uh,
1: travelling musicians. Uh, band ahead headers, They're just good <laughs> crack. I mean, they light a room up. If you ever get a chance to be in the presence of these, this band do it yeah go go because yeah. it's it's, it's awesome. a party yeah. they pull on techno dance music they're young they they're, they're cool they look energy. good they've got it all they, they do so uh, and listen to Dom squirm during this there's a few lovely moments where he's what are the young people doing again now Darren <laughs> And I'm not young.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. You know. You know. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what we've got coming up. A quick word. Thanks again to everybody who's been supporting us and who's gone to our Patreon page, which is Patreon forward slash Blarney Pilgrims, and given us a support. That's already started happening, and that's fantastic. Thanks as well to everyone who's just subscribed through other means. So please pass it around. Pass
1: it on to your friends. Um. <laughs> yeah, keep the uh, keep the five stars the, coming. Like yeah. I can't believe we made it into the new newsworthy to, to be in there or even to stay in there is crazy. As yeah. I said, like we're, we're a tiny two man operation to be up there with the likes of those big headers is a is a privilege. So yeah. thank you for that because you're the ones that make that happen by leaving us reviews. Yeah, and with
0: that, enough of us. Here is Hostel
2: <laughs>
1: Welcome. <laughs> I suppose that the first thing is thanks for taking your time out of your day to come and sit down with us. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. So, today we're mostly going to be focusing on Connor. Oh, good. That's <laughs> good stuff. You're in the hot seat. <laughs> so, Connor, you're, you usually live in Adelaide, is that in right? Adelaide, that's right, yeah. You've yeah, right. about nearly 10 years now. Yeah. So, what's your story? What got you into this <laughs> kind of music? <coughs> uh, I
3: solely have my grandma to blame for that. who's sat in the back of the room just over there. Oh, she uh, she's she's played trad for years and years and years. Got uh, half of my family into trad music and dancing, and uh, I was one of the ones that got hit with the trad stick, I guess. So yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so what age did you t- did you take up? What instrument uh, did you take up?
3: I started with the tin whistle. I would have been uh, oh geez, maybe uh, probably seven or eight. Yep. Yeah, and I picked it up. Didn't do too much with it for a while, then I uh, kind of got back on, started doing pipes and flute around, uh, I don't know, 16 or so, yeah. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah.
1: So when you you're eight years old in Adelaide... This was back in the UK. Oh, back in the UK, yeah, right, so yeah. from UK first. Yeah. So many kids playing Tim Whistle at eight, or was that more of oh, a, uh, oh. just another reason for kids to go, he's weird. <laughs> oh, pretty much, oh, for sure, yeah.
3: I, would, I don't think I ever publicised that until I was, you know... Drinking age, you know. <laughs> I think
4: it's a band of misfits. We're all misfits that play trad, isn't yeah. that the way trad music happens? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Who were the, the people one. who had the main influence on you? Uh,
3: so uh, I mean, my my granny plays traditional flute. I'm playing her, her flute right now. It's a, a lovely, an old Ruddell and Rose, Nearly uh, it's about to have its 200th birthday. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. So she plays flute and whistle and uh, traditional singing as well. Yeah. And, uh, and tin whistle as well. And then uh, and I was unlucky to be uh, put in front of a set of villain pipes. And uh, they um, kind of got their teeth into me as well. Funnily um, enough for another
4: man that just walked into the room. Might have had <laughs> something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: I was lucky to find two really good pipe teachers in Adelaide who have uh, who've taught me for quite a while now.
0: Yeah. And who is that who's just walked into the oh, room? It's Jack just Brennan just by my <laughs> left.
3: Uh-huh. Bit of a pipe mentor for half of Australia. So what, what was it, um, in, um, if, you can,
0: if you can put your finger on something like this, so what draws you towards something
3: like the pipes? Because they're just incredible thought, but intimidating <laughs> Incredibly intimidating But I always just thought Pipers were total rock stars Yeah <laughs> And uh, thought I'd chase that dream <laughs> uh, How's it going? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, here I am, but... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Proof's in the pudding, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sat in a bank in uh, Port Arlington on a lovely Sunday
1: af- Saturday afternoon. Yep, lights yeah, lights off. <laughs> With the lights off, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. So what was the journey then? What age were you when you, when you took up the pipes? I think you just said...
3: Uh, about 16, but yeah. I'd been... Uh, I kind of got into traditional Irish dancing as well for a while, which um, put me eat, <laughs> which uh, kind of put me more into the into the trad scene, so I was kind of constantly surrounded by it for most of my youth.
1: Yeah, so then there's obviously a healthy trad scene in Adelaide. Oh, decent enough, yeah, which goes alright, yeah. And then would, yeah. when, did you guys meet as a band then in Adelaide, how did that come oh, about? Oh, I guess
4: it's probably better to tell this story. Well, the three of us met through the trad scene in Adelaide, through the sessions, and um Uh, We we just decided, you know, his his three little like minds and wanting to play at festivals and get more of an opportunity to travel around and play. And so we formed a little trad band and took a few picks (laughs) and and applied for some festivals. I think some of our first gigs were actually hitched on the back of your name on a program. Isn't that right, Connor? Up at Woodford Folk Festival? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And who else, Connor? um, Who else were, uh, when you were a youngster listening to music who else were you listening to what else were you listening, listening to oh, I mean aside yeah. from
3: like local musicians mm-hmm. uh, a couple of names that pop out uh, with pipers probably the likes of um, John McSherry, Blackie O'Connell Paddy Keenan Liam O'Flynn was a big one with Plankste Right, I listened to a lot of planksty when I was uh, first getting into Trad so Liam O'Flynn God rest him was a really big really big influence and um you show you? like i said i was yeah. enough to get taught by him for a little while
0: and so then when you're starting to learn i mean at what point do you feel like you're able to start articulating a style for yourself you know what i mean that's a really good question because
3: uh i suppose i suppose that just comes from uh, from all your influences uh listening and teaching and uh, i don't think there's ever a moment where you kind of sit down and say oh this is my style and yeah it's kind of it's a very organic thing I suppose a lot of musicians of would agree yeah yeah, yeah. But,
0: but that is something about the the mystery of, of playing music is this is the sense that at some point something emerges that you're not conscious of it's like uh it's I don't know how, how to describe it. it's definitely unconscious that's, that's, that's how I put
3: it, it just uh, it just happens it's yeah. coming out of your being. Yeah, what exactly. I mean? It's it's yeah. It's uh, it's your upbringing. It's your lifestyle. It's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Waxing yeah. some lyrical there, but um, but so I'm interested we, in just yeah,
1: how you're, in, you're pretty young, right? Twenty-one. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be at the minute a bit of a resurgence or uh, a rise in younger people getting into the into the scene.
3: For sure, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't be here right now if right. it weren't for all of us kind of uh, concurrently getting into trad music and thinking it's fun to sit at sessions till the wee hours of the morning.
0: Yeah. So should we have another? Do you want to do another chin? Will
3: I get my pipes? Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. talking about pipes so much, I feel. All right.
4: Bit... Um. You want to do old bush, eh? All right. Yeah. yeah all right. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. Let's do old bush. Bit of a pipe feature as well. So that's the didgerie bone.
2: <laughs> so,
1: you you can't just say didgerie bone. What
4: what's
2: a
5: didgerie bone?
1: I'm glad you
2: asked.
1: <laughs> Chris, would you, would you
4: like to take us through your, your instrument
5: there? Yeah, well, uh, this didgeridoo, it's in two pieces. So that just by changing the length, it changes the pitch so that I can play it with whatever key these guys are playing in uh, or I'm playing on the guitar. But mostly it's just great for travel because I used to travel around with ten didgeridoos all in different keys made of wood and they were heavy. And airlines would charge me a lot of money to take them overseas. So... Yeah, it's really versatile. It's like a modern didgeridoo, I guess. Yeah, right. Because, while we're getting set up, you travel
1: quite a bit. You you busk full-time, pretty much, or...?
5: Yeah, I've been travelling the world for 14 years um, as a street musician. And um, uh, particularly when I was playing around Ireland and Scotland, I would always find myself in pubs, drinking Guinness, watching Irish sessions. And after a few years, I thought I should get involved in this a little, besides the drinking, um, <laughs> playing. So I just went down to uh, Koroid. Actually, they had an Irish school down there, and I did a bit of a dad-gad lesson down there because it's sort of different style to what I normally do. And then I started going to the last jar in Melbourne on Wednesday nights, and that's where I met um, Katie and Angus. And um, me and Angus were talking, and he was saying how he'd like to blend... Um, Irish music with a bit of an Australiana feel. Yeah. I told him how I played the didgeridoo. And he said, yeah, I'd like to try that with uh, the fiddles mm-hmm. and that. So we had a jam and then I said, well, we should put some beat with this and maybe some guitar. And next minute my whole one-man band set up was in his living room and we were like, "And we I were think going we got something here. And we full-blown bangers. Yeah, we were doing bangers. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, we've been playing ever since, what, yeah. 12 months now. I think about, yeah.
1: Are we ready to hear a banger? I, I hear think so. I hear this cracking, think there's uh, a sense
5: incoming uh, bangers. So these,
4: these, are, uh, these are traditional tunes, but we, we've bangerised them.
1: talk about a banger that's actually something I need to talk to you guys about is what's your philosophy on the bangers because it's what you do
5: right (laughs) well um bangers is like this new term that the kids use for like the techno and the dance music and all this sort of stuff all those kids yeah and uh uh, I'm always trying to make things more bangerish yeah yeah. uh, (laughs) so Oh, well, today we're playing acoustic, but normally on stage I run the didgeridoo through a lot of effects, wah pedals, octave pedals, Sub-drop. pitch shifters, and then also on my guitar a lot of effects with Teddy. octaves and wah wahs and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, on stage I play six different types of percussion: uh, the bass drum, the tambourine, shakers, sub drops. It's like a woo. Sub drops and in tribe music. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> um So yeah, when we started playing together. Um, I was just my aim was to try and make the trad music more bangerish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, so we, we want to play, play dance, play. Yeah. we want to play dance music. And um, what's a sub drop? Ah, uh, so like you've got your kick, <laughs> your kick. You funky mm. kids. Mm. Mm. Right. And you might do it on the on the end like a one, two, three, mm. boom, and it hangs right. forever, and it sort of changes heartbeats. All right. Yeah, it's, it's very beats, bass yeah. heavy. So <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs>
4: got it. It's one of those kind of stomach drops, and then. Uh, yeah. 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 So they're kind of they dance music sounds <laughs> yeah.
5: that trying to bring into this trad stuff and um, well, yeah, it's well, just dance music. A, yeah. And you, you that t- feel yeah. you got in there, right?
1: We discussed it when we had a chat with Angus, little, but yeah. that that drop, the other kind of drop, with the build, yeah, the momentary pause, and then when it comes back in. Yeah, I really right, missed my sub drop dropping
5: that bit today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that works. Yeah.
1: So what's the reception to that? Been? 'Cause a lot of people look like they kind of what's they here, fusion or any type of messing with the traditional they're at. What do you what, what's your take um, on it?
5: The three of us, Angus and um Reese and myself, have done a bit of busking around um, Melbourne and we've had a really good response to it just on the streets of stopping people and having a couple of dance parties even. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just parties, and yeah. the other thing I love about it is that um, it seems to attract a lot of younger people like wanting to dance because yeah. my experience of Irish music is like a lot of older crowd and um, growing up that's what I sort of had. But yeah, it's like attracting this younger crowd of people and I think that's really exciting for us.
1: I think that's yeah. a little bit... When I say it was on encore, that was a really rough way of saying it. I don't really mean cool. <laughs> but a lot of exposure you get sometimes is, is the... It's a slower set and it's beautiful music, so people don't engage with it in yeah. the in the framework of having fun, having a party. Yeah. It's dance music. Yeah, true exactly. true. exactly. Yeah. A lot of it's dance
5: music, I should say. It's hypnotic, I find. It's like a rave party in the way that sometimes the tune can go over and over and over again, and then you have the key change, and that's like the drop mm-hmm. in dance music, and that's just the way. Because I'm new to this, I've only been playing this Irish yeah. music with these guys for. 12 months so I've just sort of bought what I normally do which is like reggae and country stuff it's funny because I'm approached approach to them and it's we've created some bangers yeah <laughs> so that's, the,
4: that's the fusion that's gone
1: on it's funny that's because I'm new to it as well mm. and I come from a techno background and it's that it's the it's the transcendental state that draws me in the that's why yeah, now like I'm appreciating repeat. yeah I because you're exposed to it you end up appreciating more and more but that repeat that draw in that key change, ah, mm. oh, mm. could you build attention in that key tension change? Exactly. Uh, that is it. Yeah. Um, so Connor, uh,
0: those pipes, uh, yeah. where do they come from? Where, where do you?
3: These come from a man called Mark Donohoe, who lives in a little town just outside of Killarney, County Kerry, in uh, in Ireland. So uh, I saved up all my pennies for a few years. This is probably oh, around about ten thousand dollars worth of firewood, sat in my lap. Um, and did you did you know when you were
0: saving it? Like, did you know? this was the, the, the pipe maker that you wanted to, like, these were the pipes I just you wanted asked Jack over here, and, right. uh,
3: and he said, yeah, they're not too bad, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we discovered uh, Mark O'Donoghue.
3: Come
0: on and, in. Uh,
1: the great thing about Mark is he's a great maker, but his waiting list, if you're a young person wanting to learn the pipes, is quite small, you know, six to a, months to a year, as opposed to some pipe makers, you could be, you could up, be up to ten there. years, you know, right. so... If you're keen to start the instrument, um, you've got the two things, got, he's a, uh, it's a lovely instrument he makes and the, the waiting time is, is, is short. So so you don't lose interest before so, you get them. Yeah. As a result, <laughs> because I've been teaching it for a long time, uh, most of Mark's sets have been sold to uh, my students in Australia. Right, <laughs> The Irish haven't discovered him. So you're his broker?
0: So, well, might, well, no uh, commissions. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> commissions. But uh, this
2: yeah. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this hits the streets. A yeah. Bike, yeah, he's a great man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I made do with a with a little practice set that I got from oh, for reference. Elon pipes are made up of like how many seven reeded tubes, and uh, the the one that makes the noise that you heard just before is the uh, the chanter. So, a practice set just has the chanter bag and then the bellows where the air comes in none of, none of, none of this stuff none of the drones or the
1: regulators for the layperson me pun. I was going to say for the layperson I pretty much mean me how do they work yeah I so the chanter
3: is I mean it's the same concept as a Highland bagpipe chanter it's a stick with holes and it's got a reed in it that makes noise you pump some air into a bag and you squeeze the bag and the bag squeezes the air into the tube that makes the noise. So the the and pump then, on your left arm. Yeah, on that's, your so right that's a small bellows feeding. like needs, Yeah. Exactly. He's it's got okay. a little valve in here which takes air in. You pump it there's a little tube just set across my crotch there, which goes into the bag. And then uh, you pump that, squeeze that, and do that. And it looks yeah. like a chicken dance. Pretty much, yeah. In so then the then there's three three drones set across my lap, which well, you're only hearing two at the moment, but they make that noise. I love that noise. And then, so there's three regulators across here, which are effectively like a chanter, but they've been stopped with keys. So then you can open them with the, uh, what would you call it, like the the, the, the heel of your of your hand. Okay. So uh, you might be playing and, and kind of... Oh god, this is going to be really out of churn, but... <coughs> Tune. they're not great, <laughs>
1: but what you're missing well, Always is like that, but what you're missing from the the <laughs> just the visuals yeah it's you're playing one thing with the tips of your fingers and then it's the actual almost wrist it's of your wrist, yeah are playing another part of the instrument that is that's a trip
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh <laughs> <laughs> it's a
1: beautiful
0: thing that that drone as well. That, that kind of uh, that drone um, is is always a sign that there's something about to happen. <laughs> something, something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's some a some kind stuff on. Like like, here comes yeah. the drone. Something. <laughs> it's,
4: it's that kind of sit up straight. Something's something's going on. Close, clean your hair. Brush it aside. <laughs> <laughs> listen, yeah. listen here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's
3: That's right. yeah. I think drones yeah. really Didge, yeah. work well, oh, well. with Dig. It's a really cool sound.
0: fantastic so so where are you finding tunes like uh, it, it's always kind of interested me that um w- when I, when I, so when I was younger if you go to see like a, an, an old player or something they say, oh, I learned this from the the singing of Joe Heaney or something like that but of course well
4: yeah there is still obviously a lot of that happening Aye. um it's a it's an oral tradition spread especially at festivals like this where we are now in Port Arlington we get together with people we haven 't seen for years and or sometimes years and um, share tunes that we've learnt within that year with one another, but then um, in the digital age obviously you're getting tunes from all sources, from albums that you're listening to from international bands, from lo- local bands that you might have bought the CD from another festival or um, YouTube videos or podcasts, I don't know, um yeah. see, maybe some people pick up tunes in- anyway basically, wherever you hear a tune you might pick it up, Aye. It's, a, it's a real motley yeah. and yeah.
2: these
5: two themselves as well which are i think the best tunes we play i
1: reckon <laughs> <laughs> see i was going to ask you about that what's the process we've we spoke about it but i'm sure when in band is it you write and you just see what works on the in the rehearsal room and then what works live what's the process for you guys
5: we mostly just go out on the street and these guys play tunes and i try and back it <laughs> and yelling just, out keys halfway through. Yeah. Hey! And then we just Be hang, hang on for the ride. But if something goes well, then we might try it again one day. Mm-hmm. Eventually it might end up in the set list, I guess. Yeah, it's a yeah. trial and error, I yeah. suppose. That's one of the
4: beauties of uh, playing all the time. If you go out busking, you can um, you can test it to a very wide audience, basically anyone that's walking past. Yeah. See if it works or not.
1: So speaking of tunes, you've just released a... Is it a single or a, a one EP, song? EP an EP. Much, I
4: guess, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, no, it's, it's not really Duny? soon. Not really recently what? released, no. <laughs> Did Danny... <laughs> oh, uh, th- yes, no, we, we just come up with a new song. Um, yeah. Just uh, just the one song. It's, uh, it's a bit of a protest song that's uh, adapted from an, um, uh, a, uh, an old uh, mining union tune from the 60s. Um, And uh, it's been adapted for Australian context. It's a Scottish song, and um, what's the song? uh, Pound a week, rise. Yeah, and um, uh, E Pickford, uh, Ed Pickford song, and um, yeah, obviously with uh, a lot of problems to do with the environmental damage of the Carmichael coal mine going in up in um, Queensland. yeah I, I found it quite an inspiring thing so i adapted some of the lyrics and it seems to be that history always repeats itself so the same kind of ideas in that song are applicable and um just switched
1: some of the context around yeah is that something you can play today
3: oh, I'd imagine we can give
2: I it a whirl well. no, no, i don't have, we don't have the bazooki i don't have the bazooki i okay i thought we were just they going to yeah all right
1: we could just go out and another banger you know For sure <laughs>
4: Come all of you colliers who work down in those mines From Scotland down to New South Wales, the Murray to the Tyne I'll tell you all a story about a pound a week rise And the men who were fooled by governmental lies It's down you go down below, Jack, and you'll never see the skies Working in a dungeon for a pound-a-week rise In 2020, just one more year to go The mine workers' leaders to Madani did go They said we work very hard, every day we risk our lives We are asking here and now for a pound-a-week rise Down you go, down below, Jack, and you'll never see right what I say. Don't believe Adani when they say they'll give fair pay. They'll tell you to work hard and make that output rise. But pigs might fly before you see that pound a week rise. Down you go, down below Jack, and you'll never see the skies. Working in a dungeon, For a pound a week rise Down you go, down below Jack And you'll never see the skies Working in a dungeon For a pound a week rise Down you go, down below Jack And you'll never see the skies Working in a dungeon For a pound a week
1: rise Fantastic. Right, so, if anyone's listening to this, they're definitely going to be thinking, shit, got to see these guys. Where can people catch you?
4: We're at Parks Hall, you go. so if you want to keep warm. You mean in general? Not
1: in general, <laughs> for the <laughs> listeners at home, for anyone in the room, oh. you know where to find oh, it. Oh,
5: you just have to check out Facebook, uh, yeah, Facebook. We chuck stuff really? up yeah. there mm-hmm. when we're playing. Oh, yeah. We play around Melbourne mm-hmm. a bit on mm-hmm. the streets, and uh, yeah. we've done the odd show here and there in an Irish bar. Yep. Okay. And, and you've Chivaud, recorded Chivaud, as Chivaud. well, right? Yeah.
1: You've recorded. We do have
4: an EP. We do have a little ramshackle EP that we made uh, around a kitchen table above a Thai restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. that was back in Adelaide quite a while ago, and yeah, um, get them we're keen us. to get another one out. Actually, I think it's it's in the we're works. Bandcamp. So yeah, we are on Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> EPs.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh,
4: Mm. Austral dot music for Instagram and all of that. They're
5: hard to find. Yeah, mm. you've got to scroll past all the hair metal bands and glam bands called Austral. Yeah, because Austral just means <laughs> south. So it's worth the scroll. Yeah, yeah. 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 we you need more that. likes to get up the. Top. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there you some, go. Yeah. There's your
1: call to action. More yeah. likes. Get on there, find them, throw some likes. Can we go out on a banger?
4: Oh yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. yeah. Your tunes,
5: like, uh, I think
4: we should do uh, throw down her down. Yeah, this is uh, one of the more recent. Kind of original tunes that yeah. uh, the first of which Katie wrote and uh, the second of which I wrote as well.
1: Katie, we haven't heard much from you today, but we're going to sit down yeah. and just do yeah. one focusing straight on you. Is that all right? Yeah. Great. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, guys.
4: Yeah, cheers. Yeah. This is great.
0: And thank you to
1: our audience. Thanks,
4: audience.
0: know, right <laughs> so that was that was that was total killer that, and that, that you know who can bring energy like that at sort of one on a Saturday afternoon I mean that was one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon
1: and as you can probably hear there was a few bodies in that room so that was a that's a fairly kind of smallish room it Was it was chosen by design to kind of give us that intimate feel and I reckon everyone in the band brought five people with them so that room was just there and I brought uh, both my friends too <laughs> yeah. but it was, a, it was a hot warm mess of uh-huh. like gyrating bodies <laughs> I was like this is a little rave happening in here it's amazing yeah. so thank you to everyone that came along if you're listening to this uh, thanks to everyone else that's supporting us along the way as Dom said at the top Go check out um, Austral stuff. There's
0: yeah, go to Bandcamp. You can you can, um, you can can purchase their stuff up, uh, on their Bandcamp page, and that's the place to go because yeah. the, the funding goes straight to them. So yeah.
1: You'll yeah. find the links to that in the show notes. You're probably yeah. on your device now. Have a look. You'll also find them in Dominic's blog, which I haven't spoken about yet. Dominic's blog over on the uh, Patreon page. So, Patreon forward slash planning Programs. There'll be a few little extra little bits in there from Dom as well. Nice one. Good luck.
2: My name is Rosa. I'm gonna eat an, an apple. Please get give Dominic and Darwin five stars. Thank you.